Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Andrew Luck is with us, everybody. How have you been? Great. The war is over. We are in greater practice in California. Life's quite good, yeah. Dearest Captain Andrew Luck made appearance last Thursday night. There it is. Go ahead. All right. Dearest mother, I hope my appearance on the magical moving picture box filled you with joy. As you can see, my resolve has never been more robust. Squirrel oil and your pepper chipmunk feet have kept me sturdy. Life is splendid. Give the cows my best. I love you, Andrew. <laughs> what a good weird. sport. Four years after he abruptly retired. He's just starting to show up on the fringes of the sport. And I don't know whether there's a bigger play here or he's just having fun. There are people that would say, hey, he could still come back and play. He still could. He's, what, 33? Something, yeah, right around there. Right. Something like that. Yeah. RG3 keeps periodically dropping hints and acting like he's kidding that he wants someone to sign him and the phone isn't ringing, but they were drafted one, two in 2012. I mean, he could come back and play if he wanted to. I don't think he's going to, but some of these things that are happening, it's like he's showing up, he's coaching high school football. He's at these games. Now they got him in the Madden ultimate team as Andrew Luck, the captain in that get up. I, you know, I doubt it. I doubt it. It makes me think, it makes me think, and this is going to sound really lame, but I have to say it because it's in my brain and it's going to stay there until I articulate it. Back in 1996, when KISS had not been reunited as the original four members in their makeup in years, they just showed up at the Grammys in their full regalia with Tupac Shakur in the middle of all of them. It's one of the all-time great musical photos. And it's like, they're up to something. They're up to something. They're not just doing this accidentally, and then they reunite and they tour, and everybody goes crazy, and it was great. And I just feel like 
And Andrew Luck's smart enough to realize the vibe this is sending off, that like he's just poking around the edges about maybe he's going to come back. I don't think he will, but he's just showing up all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's just kind of weird, and it makes me think at some level is he at least tempted to come back and play? Because he still could. No, I listen. I I know it's 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 one of the crazier stories in in recent football history. It's a guy that was on his way to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he was you know breaking records for the first five, six, seven years of his career. He was phenomenal. Uh, so it was shocking. It really is. And yeah, I don't think that's happening. I don't think he's coming back. But damn, I mean, for that short period of time, he was phenomenal. A hell of a football player. In fact, like, Mike, I saw a thing this weekend with Bruce Arians. They asked him what quarterback he would want in a two-minute drill. And you know Bruce Arians. This is going to piss a lot of people off. But it's Andrew Luck, right? So he's coached Brady, Big Ben, and Peyton Manning. And that just tells you what he thinks Andrew Luck, right? The fact that... You know, that kind of moment, two minutes, whatever, Andrew Luck could could do it with the best of them. I mean, you're talking about Manning and Brady. Geez, if you're in that category, that's that's special. And then, you know, Bruce Arians, uh, that's a pretty bold statement. By the way, before we move on, there is photographic evidence to support the veracity of the Look at that. It was kissed at the Grammys, 1996, with Tupac. He brought them out. It was just one of those moments. Top swag like, by Tupac crap, right then, there. You see that? He's going, now, now yeah. I will say this. Since, yeah. since we're in the neighborhood, Kiss supposedly has their final show ever at Madison Square Garden Saturday night, December 2nd. And who's in the area on Saturdays doing football seasons? And my nephew lives in Brooklyn, and I corrupted him into being a big Kiss fan in the 90s, right about the time this happened. So... We're considering going, and yeah. my only hesitation is yeah. I don't believe it's their last show ever because they've been doing farewell tours for 14 years. <laughs> so I really don't. There it is. Well, you should Thank go. You. Well and, done. And, the, and seeing an event at Madison Square Garden is, you know, it, it, it's special. It really is. It's, it's made for concerts, and it's quite the setting. I will say that. You know, there's a reason that arena is the most famous arena in the world. It is really cool. I would suggest you do it. I'm not coming. Don't invite me, okay? That's probably like SEC championship, Big Ten championship weekend, and I don't really like Kiss, so uh, don't invite me. That jersey that I have on in that clip, L.A. Kiss, which was an arena team, signed by both Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, it's under glass in a frame. If I go on Saturday, December 2nd, I may have to bust that frame open and break out that jersey and wear it, even okay. though it's got yeah. the, the signatures on it and I could potentially get it ruined. I may have to do that if I go. All right. Scale of 1 to 10. What a hard right turn this is. Scale of 1 to 10, confidence they can right the ship. Can the Broncos, after the 70-point thrashing by the Miami Dolphins, turn it around? What is your – so 10 is your confidence – that they can maximum confidence. One is no confidence at all. What do you got? Well, I, I, I'm going to go like, I'm, I'm going to go with a six as far as this here. I'm not going to let, you know, again, they're 0-3. They could easily be 2-1. Game three was an absolute all-time disaster. You know, but you mentioned yesterday, they got the Bears this week. They should win that football game. They're better than the Bears. They got the Jets the week after that, Right. So there they give themselves a fighting chance. I know they got, you know, some other games coming up that are tough on the schedule, but, you know, so 
you know, the, 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 like what is can right the ship? Can they get back to looking like a respectable record at the end of the year? Yeah, from that standpoint, I'll give them a six. I think they can get maybe still to, I'm not going to say seven and ten is as out of the realm of possibilities for this football team yet. I, uh, what do you I'm think? Go it's lower than that? Lower than that. I yeah. say it's, I, I think it's about, I think it's about a three. And I think it all comes down to this week. And if they lose to the Bears this week, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. That may be it. I would because, like to Because, as I said yesterday, yeah. you, need, you need to get buy-in from the players. And you can't get – you give up 70 points. I, I feel like Sean Payton's going to have to do major construction on that roster after the year, starting with the quarterback. But you're going to have to wash out plenty of guys. You know, when Dion showed up at Colorado, he was able to say, all you guys who were part of 1-11, get the hell out. We don't yeah, want you here. Right. We're going to use the transfer portal to fill up the team. But you got salary cap consequences. You can't just fire everybody and start over again, even if that's what Sean Payton would like to do. So I'm at about – did I say three? If I didn't say three, I'm saying it now. Yep. How about this? Before we do a number for the Raiders, let's hear from Raiders receiver Devontae Adams. The Raiders are one and two, but Adams pretty frustrated. Have a listen to what he said yesterday. I'm acting like he's all crazy. You know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around. It's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but it ain't just about me. But, I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish our identity. And we, uh, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. Doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about shit. We got to go out there and do it. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the theme of this year is doing it, not just talking about it and figuring out what we need to do. We did all that last year. This year we got to be about it. We dropped so many S-bombs now they didn't bother to bleep it out when somebody that's else right. says it during <laughs> media availability. Look, um, hey, what is today? Tuesday, week three. We got five weeks left of the trade window. How can you not look at Devontae Adams as a potential trade target for other teams that are trying to beef up the position. And why would the Raiders insist on keeping him? It was a two-year deal anyway, as a practical matter. Two years fully guaranteed, year to year after that. He's not going to want to be there after this year, the way things are going. Why not get value for him? Why not basically say, here's his contract, here's an auction, who's willing to offer us the most to take over this contract that we just signed a year and a half ago? with Devontae Adams, and it sure sounds like he'd welcome that opportunity, Chris. Yeah, maybe he would. I, I don't know if the Raiders would, because then it makes it look like, wait, I thought this was he was part of the rebuild, and now it's another rebuild, and so that that's where it's concerning. But I understand what he's saying here. You know, I do. Th I mean, you know, think about where the, you know what he's talking about a little bit right now. You know, it, it's He expects them to be a little further along and where they are. We're okay, can't run the ball. Josh Jacobs doesn't look the same. We got no quarterback of the future to look at to go, ooh, wait, there's, we're, we're not far. We're coming up. There's still that, right? I mean, Jimmy G's not the long-term answer. The defensive side of the ball is Max Crosby. The Chandler Jones thing is weird. Their number seven pick, Tyree Wilson's not totally himself after coming off a broken foot and all of that. There's no marquee players in the secondary there. So... I think he's looking at it going, damn, this is not going the way I expected it to go. And, 
yeah, he's not happy about it, especially at this point of his career where he knows he's starting to get into the territory of, like, I only got a few more years of being really damn good here and trying to get to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Last year was all about demonstrating that he could thrive from without a number Rogers. standpoint without Aaron right? Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. He, he admitted that after the fact. Now he's thinking about, I want to win. And there could be a team out there that is willing to give up the draft capital to bring in Devontae Adams, take on the contract, add him to their to their mix, and off they go. And we'll see how that plays out because we're still five weeks away. We'll know more as we get closer to the deadline. But I, I remember seeing early in the season – People were pegging the Raiders as a team that may be ready to sell. I was sell, kind of sell. oh sorry, trade sorry. and if they're yeah. going to stink, yeah. go ahead and do it. Right. Go ahead. No, no. I, I mean, you're you're. The, you're well, I'll, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Adams there, and, and as the things start to go or continue to go south here, yeah, will they put him up? I, 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 I you know me. I was one of those that thought mm, the Raiders might be a sneaky pain in the butt. But like after three weeks, I'm I'm to the like the running game, the way the offensive lines played. Uh, I mean, it's kind of shocking. Last year they were blowing people off the ball. This year, I mean, they're in the backfield every play. Josh Jacobs, this is he, he's the perfect example of this is why you don't hold out. He's not in shape. He doesn't look the same. He's hurt his cause here. For now, he wants a what another long term contract after this. That didn't help. Hey, yeah. Chandler Jones This is why the situation. Raiders should have yanked the tender. Right. Why the, look, we support the running backs getting paid, but the way this played out, the Raiders should have yanked the tender, not giving him more money to show up late. They, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing they panicked there. You know, but but yeah, that, this is where it, it's a tricky one. And I know we have the, our scale of confidence here that you forgot about here that we're supposed to continue what is to it? do. I was getting to it. If you would <laughs> shut the hell up, I'd get to it. Okay. One to it's, ten. It's What's a, your confidence in the Raiders? It's a five, you asshole. It's a five. All right? That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go three again for the Raiders. I don't have much confidence in them. Then again, I didn't anyway. All right. Kevin O'Connell. Vikings coach on the issues the team suddenly has with not holding on to the football. Have a listen. Uh, we need to end every snap with the football in our hands, and that's going to be continued urgency and emphasis like it was last week, and we're going to continue to do it and do it differently and emphasize it different ways until that value is received because that is a losing formula, um, as we've seen, uh, being where we're at in the turnover differential right now. No, I think that's something that we're going to ha- we're going to fix one way or the other. Either guys are going to do it, or we're going to have to put other guys in the game that um, have ball security. Easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson's the guy who had the ball ripped out of his hands on Sunday. You're not benching the guy you just gave a big pile of money to. I'm thinking of remember the Friday Night Lights movie where the dad like duct taped the ball into right. the kid's arms. Right. Like I I don't know what you can do to get them to better hold on to the football, but at the same time it becomes mentality for the offensive players and defensive players who are facing the Vikings are even more motivated to try to punch the ball out because they know there's ball security issues. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's, that's what you do. I mean, it, this is, it, it is one of those things where you go, how did this become a thing? Right. I've been on some teams that have dealt with this issue where you go like, man, we didn't fumble in the preseason training camp. It wasn't an issue. And all of a sudden we got a disease of fumble in the football. And you got to try to find something to put the focus on it. You know, the, whether it's like the first period of practice is all ball security. We're going to be a little annoying after we warm up. We're going to do these drills. We got to do it. If you fumble during the week, carry, you got to carry the football around the facility. I was a part of some teams that did that. 
You got to carry the football around the facility. And, and if somebody knocks that ball out of your hands as you're walking around the facility, you got to put like, you know, $100 in the jar or something like that, right? Those are the kind of things you try to put a little, you know, light or, or shed some light on the situation. But, yeah, it's killing your Vikings right now. It really is. It's shocking because in a lot of ways you guys are doing some good things. Uh, it's the only thing that's worse than last year in a lot of ways is is the turnover issue, and that's really, you know, killing you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for I to quit saying you guys. You guys. This year. I you. responded to last year. Don't associate me with that mess this year. All right. Confidence they can turn it around. For me, it's still a six because I think that they can repair things on the fly. They're in a division where who knows what the Lions and Packers are going to be. They've got a chance, the Vikings do, to kind of move towards second place because the Lions and Packers play each other on Thursday night, and the Vikings still play Green Bay twice and Detroit twice. So there's a long way to go. They just need to get a win this weekend. If they lose to Carolina this weekend, it's done because they got the Chiefs next week. Yeah. But if they beat the Panthers, they can start moving in the right direction. And who knows, at home, loud day, I don't know, maybe they get lucky and they could take – they get they they play a close game with the Chiefs and maybe you flip the coin and it comes up heads. Yeah, that that's right. I so I'll go six. That's that's yeah. I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm I think I'm going to join the the six parade with you there. I'm I'm not you know I don't look at it and go oh they're going to write the ship and I think they're going to go to the playoffs. I don't I don't see that. But can they write the ship and like can we be in late November going damn if the Vikings win those last four games or whatever and get some help they might fall into the playoffs. Yeah, I think they can get back to that point. I can. It, it's it's self-inflicted wounds in a lot of ways right now with Minnesota. You haven't been outclassed in any game. You really outplayed the Bucks, screwed that up, really. Went toe-to-toe with the, the, the Eagles, who were not at their best, and the turnovers killed you there. And then last week, we know you could have won the football game as well. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for you guys. Um. 15 teams are one and two or worse, as I said earlier. We're going to focus on one of those one and two teams when we return. Every Jets fan has lost their minds about Zach Wilson. We'll try to help them find it when PFT Live continues right after this. It's shorter now than it was when he took over for Aaron Rodgers, or is he your unquestioned quarterback the rest of this year? He's our unquestioned quarterback, guys. Like, as long as he continues to, to show the way he's, his preparation, uh, the way he's been practicing, and even in these games, guys, like, he's not the reason why we lost last uh, yesterday. It's always a team effort. And um, as long as he continues to show improvement, and I know it's not, from a box score standpoint, it's not showing anything, it's not showing, um, he's going to be our quarterback. Do you guys plan on adding a quarterback this week? Uh, that, that one's a joke question. Robert Sala, coach of the Jets yesterday, talking about the quarterback situation. It's amazing to me how every Jets fan, I've yet to encounter a single Jets fan who isn't freaked out about this quarterback situation, and it keeps coming back to the simple reality, Chris, that they have no viable option to Zach Wilson. There's no one out there that they're going to sign as a free agent who's going to come in and, boom, you make him the starter. Well, wait a minute. Whoever it is, whoever it is. And I've seen people say, well, we'll take Carson Wentz. Really? Really? I'll take Carson Wentz 2017 also. But Carson Wentz 2017 doesn't work here anymore. Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz 2022 and 2021, where it was a disaster 
That's what you want? And you want to plug him into a team where he doesn't know anybody, where he doesn't know the offense? You, when, when, so when does Carson Wentz start playing? When does he supplant Zach Wilson? There's no good option. You're not going to trade for a start. You don't have the draft capital to do it. Anybody that has a backup needs that backup, right. as the Colts have proven the past couple of weeks. And if you have a third quarterback and the Jets come calling, you're going to ask a King's ransom for that third quarterback because you know the Jets need the third quarterback. They have no option. And what do people expect? Super Bowl hopes pinned on Aaron Rodgers. Everything was about Aaron Rodgers. And he gets injured four plays in. What the f- do people expect? I mean, it's like they want the Jets to be Super Bowl contenders without the guy that made them Super Bowl contenders. It makes no sense to me. No, it, it is a little bit of, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, throwing gasoline on a fire, whatever here. It's just a, it's an easy jump off spot to just jump on Zach Wilson and because of what he's done in the past and he was the number two pick and it hasn't worked. And so that, that's, that's the one area they can look at the box score and wait, that's not good enough. It's his fault. And it's just not as easy as that. It's, it's not, it's not good. I, I hear you there. I'm, 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 I'm understanding of that, but like, Again, where you I go, you can't fix it. Well, I, I it fix it. This is the problem when you go all in and make it all about one guy on one side of the ball, right? That that guy gets hurt, and all of a sudden, whoa, wait, we're not the same team. We got to run a different offense. We got some of his friends here on the team that I don't know if they'd have the same position if it weren't for the fact that we signed Aaron Rodgers. There's a whole bunch of issues there, and. And then, oh, wait, that's right. They can't run the ball and they can't protect the quarterback, right? Oh, you want Matt, you know, oh, Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan looked like a skeleton last year playing against the, the I mean, playing with the, the Colts. I mean, they benched him for Sam Ellinger and everybody. You think that's going to, like, save the day coming in here? No. There's real issues on the offensive side of the ball. McCole Hardman is not seen, not the same, not even contributing. Alan Lazard's their number two. In the perfect world, Alan Lazard is a number three. He's a really good number three. That's what he is. He's their number two. Everybody's trying to stop Garrett Wilson. They know that's the guy, let alone they're not overly creative on that side of the ball. That's where they needed Rodgers. Rodgers going to get the ball out. He was going to manage the offense a little bit. It wasn't going to look much prettier. I think that the Jets with Rodgers would have lost 15-13 to 13 over the weekend instead of 15-10. to 10. I mean, that, that's really what we're talking about here, but it's easy to just jump on Zach Wilson, you know, just because of, of prior history. The offensive line's the issue, too. Yeah. And I don't know that Aaron Rodgers, if he had survived the first four snaps of the season, I don't know how much longer he would have survived behind that line. Right. Now, maybe he's still nimble enough that he would have made something happen, but we saw in that first drive against the Bills, he was under assault basically in each of the four snaps that he took. And that's why he got injured. A guy blasted past the tackle and and brought him down, and there went the Achilles tendon. So I, I just – I think it's as simple as this, Chris. Jets fans are pissed that they lost Aaron Rodgers. And what are they going to do? Vent at God? Like, or, or whoever is responsible for the Achilles tendon yeah, being right, torn? Right, Their anger about the situation is being directed at Zach Wilson – 
and then by association, the rest of the team for sticking with Zach Wilson. And all of a sudden, Zach Wilson's the problem. And why was he even here as the backup quarterback? That's what I'm hearing now from some Jets. Yeah, sure. Well, why did they even keep him? Well, nobody said boo about Zach Wilson being the backup to Aaron Rodgers. And he looked great all preseason. Everybody, every Jet fan was was excited with how he looked out. Right. And he looked great in the preseason. 35-yard run. Yeah. yeah. So that's they're talking out of both sides of their mouth there. And then they're they're mad at the draft, right? Like I told you on Monday, I get people all the time. You know, he was the consensus number two quarterback in the draft, period. Okay, I made him number one. I was wrong. I get that, right? What do they want, though? They want Justin Fields or Trey Lance? Because I was right about them, and they ain't, they ain't good, right? So they're, 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 that, that's who they got. You know, they weren't in the Mac Jones conversation. They weren't going to do that. So, you know, th- this is unfortunate. And then they've surrounded him with, you know, in some really shitty situations, and, of course, he hasn't helped himself either. So it's a disaster. And then you have everybody piling on, too. You know, now everybody's going to pile on about, oh, he went down with four people around him and took a well, sack. You mean like the rest of football does on every week basis? Like, uh, what are you talking about? Everybody's losing their damn mind. Hold that thought because the ultimate Jets fan, the quarterback that the franchise has been trying to replace for 50 years unsuccessfully. Joe Namath sounding off about Zach Wilson, which will do nothing to calm down the pitchfork and torches crowd. Here's Namath (laughs) from the Michael K show yesterday, going all in on Zach Wilson around any corner within every battle. And with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. You know what? No, I didn't take anything positive out of it yesterday. It was awful. Why? Why? Yeah. Were you watching? <laughs> yes. Was anyone watching? I mean, please, when did you ever see a... Uh, well, well, it's Zach. We'll stay on Zach. You sit down. You sit down on the play. You go right down. What happens? I thought you're trying to win and make plays. You quit on a play. Mm-hmm. You re- what is going on? It, 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 it's disgusting. I, I just think it, for a fan, for this fan, they need to make major changes from top to bottom. Change. Does that include the head coach? Yes. Now, look, 
I don't know if Joe Namath was just doing a bit there or if he really is clueless and hasn't been paying attention to the evolution of the game for the last 50 years. But they now coach the players in those situations, the quarterback specifically, to live to play another down and to get rid of the football or if all else fails, take a seat. When Peyton Manning did it, we called him a genius. So that really misses the mark for me. That really makes me question whether or not Joe Namath gets it anymore as it relates to the modern game of football back in the 70s they're standing in the pocket and they're getting hit high and they're getting hit low and teeth are flying everywhere and that's the way the game was played at some point as the quarterbacks became more valuable to the effort they realized there are certain circumstances where you just need to pull the plug on the play before you get killed take a seat I don't think Zach Wilson freelanced there I think coaching resulted in him doing what he only could do in that situation the walls were closing in he took a seat and we've seen others do it and we never say boo about it but because it's zach wilson it's a capital offense yeah that, that's right you're saying it right that's where it's 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 bullshit by joe to go there with this one i i, I can't lie i got great respect for joe namath but that, that that's just kind of a piling on son of phil sims take. So, oh, it's gonna yeah. be on the new york post <laughs> son of sims says well, namath full of shit <laughs> well it's just it's just it's like you said it's piling on <laughs> to a, a quarterback play that's very standard throughout the nfl and nobody did it more than yeah some of the greats like you're talking about Brady Manning whatever it's about survive for the next play there's nobody open the pockets collapsing he's done a 360 right if he continued to run and then got hit and fumbled everybody would have gone well why didn't he just go down i mean what do you think he was going to do right and that's where that's not fair what Joe Namath is saying on that. That's not. And, and, and so he's playing a game in which he's coached to do where they're saying, we're going to play through our defense. Don't make any big mistakes. Just, hey, if it, when the pocket's collapsing, okay, just go down. Let's protect the ball. That's what he's being told right now. And that's where, you know, you're right. And that's not where it's not fair to jump on him, you know, just for that. That's for sure. Son of Sims calls BS on Broadway Joe. Boy, I can't <laughs> wait for the New York Post to catch wind of this. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we return, Chargers, good news, they got to win. Bad news, key player out for the year. More PFT Live right after this. Chargers got the win in Minnesota on Sunday, but receiver Mike Williams out for the year. With a torn ACL, he suffered on that hit, carted off. He had that touchdown catch earlier in the game on the throw from Keenan Allen. He's expected to be ready for training camp. Over the last five seasons, he has the most receptions on jump balls and leads all players in receiving yards on passes thrown into tight windows, according to Next Gen Stats. He signed a three-year, $60 million contract in March. So very bad news for the Chargers. And injuries are unavoidable, but it always seems like they cluster around the Chargers, and this is the biggest injury they've had so far this year in only three games. Yeah, no, and, and you know, it just it stinks. We know how good he is, right? Their defense hasn't been good this year. It's been horrible, right? I mean, you know, like, what, what, like we talked about last week, 58 points in the first two games, no turnovers. It's the only team ever to go 0-2 with that stat line there. I think there was something else on top of that. So they need the offense to be functioning at a high level. Herbert, to your stat you just talked about, he's he's a 
pinpoint thrower that when guys are covered, and this is one of the beauties of the Chargers offense, they have big receivers to where Herbert can throw it right up here and boom, laser, they go get it. Oh, back shoulders. He's one of those guys we talk about. Even when he's covered, he's not covered, right? Like we were talking about with George Pickens a little bit yesterday morning of, of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's where it really hurts. And, and Quentin Johnson, their first round pick from TCU, he hasn't come about yet to be able to totally take over that role. And, and now he's going to be thrusted in there and have a lot more pressure on him to to replace Williams in his uh, production. Yeah, uh, it's it's not going to be easy to replace Mike Williams, that's for sure. And the Chargers trying to dig out of that early season hole. They got the victory. Off they go. But off goes one of their best players for the remainder of the year. Let's go ahead and take a break. We will have more PFT Live right after this. Where do you fall on that? <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Well, I would say that Travis Kelsey's had a lot. Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> this would be the biggest. You know, if Bill Belichick's talking about it. Damn, it's big. It's something we all should be talking about. And Travis Kelsey, quite the incidental benefit of now having some sort of a relationship. I don't even know what the kids call it. But he and Taylor Swift, together after the game, she was sitting with his mother in the box. The cameras were on her as much as they were on the field. And we had that video up there, or the, the tweet up there, that I didn't get a chance to rattle anything off of before we cut to the video. What is that he's wearing? That's not as impressive as the oh, plot. What was it, the crotch sleeve the, suit that he yeah. had on Saturday Night Live where yeah. there was an extra sleeve hanging down from the middle of the jacket? Uh, but, uh, yes, Taylor Swift... Travis Kelsey, a lot more jerseys, a lot more followers on social media, a much greater benefit for him than for her. There it is again. Thank you very much. Look at that. 300,000 social media followers, 400,000 or 400% increase in merchandise sales. He's now got a top five selling jersey in the NFL. Um, Much more impactful for him than for her, but just wait until it ends. That's when Travis Kelsey's going to have to go run and hide. Like, they're going to love him for now, and they're going to buy those 87 jerseys. And then when it ends, they're going to be burning those 87 jerseys. Oh, he, he better be careful, right? And she's got a little reputation about writing some songs about, you know, guys she broke up with as well. So he, he better, he better, yeah, he better play this one the right way and be very gentlemanly. Uh, that That's for sure. But it is cool. It's amazing. I mean, he's a star. We know that. He's cool as hell just by Saturday Night Live, his fashion. He's always on the up and up there. Uh, Good-looking guy. And, damn, it's Taylor Swift. So, it's like it's a cool match. I'm going to have fun with it for now. I think he's willing to assume the risk of eventually being on the wrong end of the lyrics of one of her songs because this is part of – and I don't – look, I mean – I don't want to say this is all a calculation. There are some who think that it's all kind of fugazi and it's a mutual benefit. You think it? What do you mean some? All. You, you, I as in you. I don't. Oh, I don't. Okay. I have not said that. All right. My son thinks it, but I don't. I officially have no opinion. I officially don't care. But it does help him because he's got some pretty big aspirations that he's willing to talk about. He wants to become an actor. Well, it's a little bit easier to get roles when you're this guy that everybody's talking about because you – either are dating or were dating Taylor Swift. So it benefits him far more than it benefits her. And Rich Eisen made a point yesterday. I haven't even thought of this. The NFL has to be pissed about this. See, I thought the NFL would be happy because now you got these Taylor Swift fans 
watching football that previously weren't. But this all happens the same day they make the big announcement that Usher is going to be the halftime performer at Super Bowl 58. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about Usher. Nobody cares about Super Bowl halftime. It's all about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. And I I look forward to analyzing the lyrics of the song in which uh, she vents her frustrations about whatever Travis Kelsey did to uh, end the relationship or otherwise behaved in a way that merits well, who knows? the Maybe it'll last. Maybe it'll go on forever and ever. You don't know. You don't know that. Don't put limitations on their love story here, okay? We'll see where it goes. Other than Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, none of these things ever last. None of them ever last. And by lasting, like, five years is 50 years. Well, that's yeah. just how it goes in that, that in world. Hollywood. Yeah, it's that's right. Five years is world. Then they move right? on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I know, but I do laugh at everybody's really, like, this really was is. all a ploy by the NFL, too. Like, what? Like, come on. What, what is uh, what, 300 extra thousand uh, Instagram followers for the NFL, too? Is that making a dent in things? I mean, it's still going to be the most watched thing on TV. We know that. Uh, you know, And she ain't doing the halftime show. Not until they, like, step it up a little bit. Let me tell you this. We have to take a break. But I just thought of this. Sunday night is Chiefs-Jets, a game that lost a lot of sizzle when Aaron Rodgers' Achilles tendon popped. This is the first game now that it's all out in the open. And it's Sunday night, and all those Taylor Swift fans flip on NBC. What kind of number are we going to get? Uh, they're not tuning in to watch Zach Wilson. So you're saying maybe NBC's behind all of this. They're the ones that are doing this. NBC (laughs) benefits as much as Travis Kelsey. We'll be right back. Well, uh, (laughs) we went after Mac Jones yesterday for allegedly striking Sauce Gardner uh, in the crotch on Sunday. Mac Jones says... He was just getting up. There was nothing intentional. He doesn't address whether he actually did it. I mean, I suppose people are walking down the street all the time accidentally hitting someone in the private parts. So, uh, yeah. Chris, yeah, that, that I, shows I, I it right there. That's the best one bit. yet, right? Yeah. Look at that. He yeah. does it. Look, watch yeah. his right hand. He he hits him right in the, you know, the, the private areas, as yeah. Sauce Gardner said. Yeah. So, uh, no suspension. But we'll see if he gets fined. The latest example of Mac Jones doing something that some say is dirty. We're done. See you tomorrow. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.